Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Gift of Gab. It's Carly waiting for the other gapper, Julie. She's talking to our guest, Anthony. You might know him from MTV's Are You the One and X on the Beach. We're really excited to get some insights onto these shows and like learn more about him. So I think Julie's coming over now with him. And... Here she is. Hi, you have Julie and Carly from The Gift of Gab. How are you? Hello. Pretty good. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Yeah, of course. We're really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I think it would be great if you want to first start off with a little bit about yourself for our listeners. Uh, well, for some of you that may know who I am, uh, I started on TV on the show called Are You the One? Um, I was on season six of that, um, and I'm currently on season three of X on the Beach for, uh, for those of you that are into the reality TV realm. Oh, we are. Uh, that's where I've been on. <laughs> We're very into it. We're super excited to talk to you about all of the Are You the One drama and X on the Beach. So um, <laughs> we first wanted to talk, ask, what was the process like to get on Are You the One? Um, so I guess I was one of the very few in all seasons that was reached out to for the show. Um, I personally don't really watch TV unless it's like a sports game of like a team that I'm into. Um, so I'd never heard of the show. Um, so when I was reached out to, I had to do like my research obviously right away before I had my interview. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, when I saw like the premise of the show and what it was about, I was like, okay. I mean, I went to like a rough breakup like months prior, so I was like, this will be the perfect way to bounce back. Like, who would expect me to be on TV <laughs> where I'm from? If you don't even watch it, uh, yeah. So how did they, do you know how they found you? Um, so my first job ever was uh, for Abercrombie, and a worker that I worked with when I was like 18 randomly called me and... I guess one of her friends was like a casting director for like reality TV shows and she showed him like my Instagram and yeah, I already had like a thousand followers, if anything at the time. And yeah, I was like the, the party animal, the, the one that like talked to girls and like was very outgoing and social. So I guess when you saw that, like the videos I would post, they were like, okay, and he's a Latino, which we don't have yet on the show. That would be a perfect fit. So I guess that was like the, the cherry on top. <laughs> What a I good friend show, yeah. to think of you. <laughs> I need friends yeah, like that in my life. <laughs> exactly. And the funny part was that I hadn't spoken to her in like maybe four years. So when I got that phone call, I was like, maybe she's calling the wrong Anthony. <gasps> uh, but no, no it, was, it was the right one. And yeah, then I got the Skype interview the next day. And then within the next week, I met production. And the following week, I already had my ticket to fly out. So I guess my process was the fastest so I want to assume I was the last one casted for my season mm -hmm. yeah and, and until the show was done I saw that they had posted on Facebook that they were looking for a Latino male um, for an image of the show so I guess I just fell into that that space that they needed and yeah thankfully it's all worked out so far when you were flying out for casting and when the taping started were you allowed to tell anyone that you were on the show no so um we were allowed to tell people until MTV announced the show. So we were done filming. We were there. We were in New Orleans for about maybe six to six and a half weeks because the hurricane hit us. 
my god. Um, so like we yes, we got like a taste of like reality TV in the show. Like we loved it, and I was like, okay, well the whole house is like flooded. So it's being back in a hotel, um, which was a nightmare. But um, yeah, I mean it was we were there for a while. I will say that I was it was a long six and a half weeks, but I will definitely do it again. Was it really hard for you guys not to have your phone the whole time during taping? Like, I can only imagine, like, my mother trying to, like, call the producers, like, where are you guys? Are you safe? What are you doing with my child? Exactly, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, like, very close. Like, my family answers my mom, like, every day or call her. Um, so she was like, is there a number I can text so I can, like, reach you? And I was like, no. I mean, there's, like, a specific person you can reach out to in case of, like, an emergency. Yeah. Um. But other than that, it was like, there's no TV, no radio, there's no outside communication. So it's like, once we finished the show, it was like, wait, this has been going on? There was an earthquake here? Uh, Trump did Trump did like, what? You know, so it was like, it was a bunch of like crazy things that we found out as soon as we left out that we were gone for like years, like yeah. locked up somewhere. That's a wake up call. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was rough. Um. Honestly, it's a, it's a life experience, and it's, it's something that I'm grateful for, and I will definitely do again. So, being in such a close quarters with everyone, do you still talk to people from the show? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, the only ones I mainly talk to is the uh, Uche and Kareem for my season. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, once you finish a show, obviously, like you're all close, like you're in a group chat, and you know, as the show starts airing, you see what people say in their interviews or side comments they said behind your back, and then people start slowly leaving the group chat one by one by one. And then, you know, the reunion happens, and it's like more, you know, you finish watching the season, it's like more people hating each other. Um, but for me, it's like, I don't I do not do these shows to find friends, you yeah. know? So mm-hmm. I, have, I have my friends here in LA back home, so I don't, like my, my goal isn't to go there and like, be like a best friend for life. I mean, if it happens, cool. But the main thing of that show was to, like, go there, make a connection, and then move on from that. So a lot of them get very attached to each other, kind of more than they do to their partner, which is kind of weird. But a lot of them do go there, like, for, like, friendships, which is uh, not the premise of the show. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't go there for those reasons. So do you guys really not know what each other is saying in those, you know, one-off interviews? Does anyone kind of fess up before the inter- before the episode airs so that people know what to expect or it's kind of a surprise? Well, the thing is that when it comes to the editing, they can use something you said from week one and week five. Um, you know, so that before you watch the episode, like, you really don't know what to expect. So yeah. it's like until you all watch it at the Eastern time and then everyone's live tweeting, that's until you're like, oh, shit, like, what happened? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you find did you find the experience on X on the Beach drastically different than Are You the One? Oh, yeah. This one, man, I would I would pay MTV every penny back to go back in time and not do it again. <laughs> are you the one? Are you the one? I would I would do it hands down. I'll do it all year long. So for X on the Beach and even Are You the One, do you think that you and other people on the show were portrayed kind of differently once they made all of those um, edits, putting different clips together? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for Are You the One, honestly, I think I wouldn't even call my edit an edit because that's just how I was on the show. 
mm-hmm. um, which is people thought. I mean, I, I looked pretty great. I mean, if you guys remember, I looked, I looked pretty. I think I looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, I was like outgoing, I was social, I was like the kind of like have fun. That was like the loyal one, and just trying to find my match and like not put my heart too much out there and still have a great time. But on X on the beach, it was just like. If I, if I would have been told, hey, we're going to pay you this much just to be quiet and don't pretend like you care, I would have done exactly that. But I poured my whole heart out onto X on the beach and none of it was shown, which is very frustrating because I don't have to put myself out there a lot. And none of it was shown. It was more like I was a guy that just didn't give a fuck and I let my ex look crazy and whatever. But it was like all the conversations were mutual and... You know, I said I wanted to fight for it too, and you know, it was it was fifty fifty in every single conversation. But for me, they just look, the scenes where I'm like chilling, laid back, and like they're crying to me, and I'm just like, eh, I don't really care. But it's like if you pay close attention, it's like the conversations don't really make sense unless I would have said something in between, which they didn't show. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they kind of like, oh, it makes sense after you went on live and you explained. The conversation makes a lot more sense, and I'm like. Exactly, but you know when you watch it quickly on TV, you don't notice the little things. So, yeah, my edit on this one was an actual edit. It was nothing like me at all. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't a great. I was watching it, I was like, ooh, but we still love you, so all good. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was rough. I got uh, I got some backlash, but I mean honestly, any publicity is good publicity. So like, I'm not really complaining, and I don't, I don't take any comments to heart. Um, I mean, it's all fun and games at the end of the day. I mean, when you're there, it's not fun, it's not games. But as of now, you just got to, like, move on and just, you know, make the best of it, make a joke out of the situation. That's all I can do. So it was very frustrating watching it because I expected a lot of what I said to be shown. And, like, the speeches I gave the house and, like, I made people emotional from my speeches. And before I got cut, the arguments I had at the cut ceremony and my speech there, and it was just, like, the way they made it seem was like, okay, there's no point in him being here. So let's let him go. But I think it should have been the complete opposite. Good to know. So, obviously not X on the Beach, but would you go on any other dating shows? I think I'm done with the dating shows. <laughs> um, yeah, I told myself, like, if I do another MTV show, it would be T-Bomb about, like, a baby pop-up somewhere. <laughs> and I know they pay well. Um... No, but it, it will just be like a competition show from like from now and on because for this being like my second show about relationships, it's very draining, um, especially when you have a real relationship there versus the rest of them are like, yeah, we had a thing once. I don't care what they do. Mm-hmm. For me and Shannon, it was like, no, like we had a whole like future thing planned. We broke up two months prior from the show and like it was, I want to say, the realest relationship in the house and people can say what they want that I was boring or whatever but it's like I would have been so boring and so irrelevant why was I pretty much the main person since episode one you know so I mean people have like their comments they were saying that I was his plan you know having there but it's like we were the only real relationship until I mean you guys will see eventually like it's start getting real now on the show but mm-hmm. yeah I mean, until I was there we were like the only thing so yeah we me and her definitely put the most into the show, so. Outside of these dating shows, are you dating anyone in real life? Or what, what has the dating world been like 
for you um, in your real life if people recognize you and if you're on dating apps, how that goes for you? Um, I mean, yeah, like people like recognize me when I go out to like bars or like I don't know, social gatherings. Um, I mean, I get like not fun dance every single day, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it's uh, you kind of need to have like a guard up. You know, if you're like, if you've been on TV before, because you know what these people want from you. You know, you don't know if they just want a response to screenshot and put out there, or if, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you just don't know what to expect from people. You don't know if it's genuine or if it's for attention. Right. Um, so how do you kind of differentiate that? Because I know on a lot of our previous episode, we talked to a lot of people from the Bachelor franchise, and they kind of say uh, the same thing. They're like... We don't know if this person's trying to talk to me because they want kind of the associated yeah. fame or something to brag about or if it's actually serious, but they are a fan. So how do you kind of draw that line? Exactly. Um, honestly, I think that's the main reason why a lot of the people that are, you know, on TV or like in this industry date each other. Yeah. Um, just because you have like that one big thing that impacted both of your lives, you can both relate to that. Um, versus if you date someone that hasn't been through that experience, you don't know if it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, if it gets to a point where it's, like, serious, I'm pretty sure it's genuine, but you don't know, like, the true intentions from the beginning, which is the scary part. Yeah. Um, but after, like, after I'm on the beach, like, I mean, I can't, until the show's done, I can't say if I'm, like, single or not. Um, but honestly, like, after Are You The One, I was, like... Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be single because uh, I've never been on TV before. I'm see what comes with it. <laughs> you were ready for I, all the DMs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I have 20 requests. I've never had in my life. I response <laughs> to at least 18 of them. But uh, no, I mean, and I ended up dating someone that was on season five. You know, so it's that was just like the perfect example, I guess. That what happened to me after Are You the One was like the perfect. Um, explanation for what I just said. So after, after all these TV shows, what are you going to do next? What's next for you? Um, I mean, I'm going back to working with, um, children with disabilities. That's like the thing that I like started with before. Are you the one? Um, you know, I taught kids with learning disabilities for three years before. Are you the one? And actually during Are you the one, I was still doing the teaching and, I recently got a job to pretty much do the same thing. So I don't just, I'm turning 25 this year, just trying to get my life together. I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to make myself a catch all over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's that's yeah, a really a cool, and rewarding job. Nice. Um, so, well, we hope to see you soon on more reality shows. Um, that is a really nice job to go back to. So that's nice to hear. And um, we do have two signature Gift of Gap questions we like to ask every guest. And the first one is, what's your go-to food order when you're hungover? All right. So funny thing, you guys probably won't believe me, but I have never had a hangover in my life. What? Really? Um, Even like when you... Yeah brown or black out the night before you're just like peppy the next morning honestly i wake up either still a little bit drunk <laughs> and it just like fades off or it's just like i'm just good to go i've never woken up and like my head is pounding or like i'm throwing up the next morning i don't know if it's because i'm like a latino or mexicano it's just like in my blood i have no idea what it is but 
Yeah, I'm not excited to experience my first one. I'm definitely not looking forward to that. But um, <laughs> I have heard that seafood is the best thing to go to after a long night of partying. So I'll, I'm going to go with uh, a nice cocktail de camarón, a little seafood dish for, for lunch the next day. Oh, that's an interesting one. You must be so productive <laughs> if you don't get hungover and like sleep till 3 p.m. I'm like ordering pizza. <laughs> your birthday celebrations we'll we'll circle back and see if it's changed um so our second question oh december okay we'll mark our calendars um the second question is what's your laziest moment like an example where you were truly at your prime lazy self That's the dream. That's a, that's a good day. That's the best day. I'm glad you're ending your day with us. This was productive for you. This wasn't your laziest <laughs> day. I feel you. Yeah, I kind of gave up on that show a few seasons ago, but I probably should have a lazy day to get back into it. We won't. We won't. We won't. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us tonight. It was really, really great talking, and we look forward to seeing what you do next. I'm excited. Uh, All right. Yes, yes, definitely. We'll talk to you soon then. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. And tune in next time to The Gift of Gab.